the problem. You got all the questions? Yeah, okay, listen to me. Let me hear what I'm saying, okay? I've never seen anything like this. Could cause uh, everybody to freak out. This is a new way, and it's a new day. It is broccoli in the microwave. Because consciousness is expanding. This is when you guys are supposed to cheer. Please clap. Are you serious? Well, who wouldn't want an opportunity to talk to Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty? Well, uh, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty, who host the popular uh, radio talk show, ask the same question of their listeners, and here's their response. It's absolutely not working, and it's a catastrophe. I give you America itself! This is Ed McMahon, and now, here's Armstrong and Getty. From Studio C. Hey, senor! It is a dimly lit room where? Deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications Compound. And hey, everybody, today, on, uh, what is it, Wednesday? Wednesday, hump day, we're under the tutelage of our general day, uh, general manager. The Strait of Hormuz. With no offense to the gays of Hormuz, who are nice fellows and have many positive qualities. The Strait of Hormuz. But the Strait of Hormuz are getting most of our attention today. Yes. Maybe tomorrow the gays. Oh, boy. Of Hormuz. (laughs) Hilarious. Eh. But it's the Strait of Hormuz that are causing the problems. Right. Um, They're belligerents. I remember in school having to learn the difference between a straight and a something or other. What's, What's something similar to a straight? Remember that being on tests. Um, what's a straight versus what's, a... What's like a straight? Yeah, I know what you're driving A river at. or an isthmus a, a, a or a... Bering Sea? No, that's not it. <laughs> we were kind of weak sea. on geography where I went to school. I remember, you've brought up all sorts of things through the years that I I didn't learn. Sort The different sorts of rocks. Right. You're you're strong on that. I'm, I'm not sure we got to igneous or any of that well, stuff. Well, good for you, because I remember a at the time... A channel? Inlet? A channel's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Yes. inlets and channels and straights. I think yes. that was all part of the same portion of the test. <laughs> yes, good stuff. <laughs> I'm not sure it was important to learn. Uh, I would like, you know, and I, yeah. since I got kids in grade school, I'd really li- like... Um, that's funny, we got on the conversation, uh, my youngest asked, what's government do? So I started in on what government should be doing. Oh, boy. Oh, man. Oh, and, you, <laughs> and you finished in time to show Daddy, up to work this morning? Right. Stop, Daddy, right. please stop. <laughs> yes, and I still made it to work. I haven't uh, even gotten to the problems with the judicial branch. Sit down, son. Brings us to the Roosevelt administration. <laughs> but the only things they should be involved in, you know, your roads, your military, everything like that. And then they run the schools. And I just I wish we'd sit down and have a good conversation about what should we be learning at these various grades? And not just, I don't know who makes these decisions. I, I do know who makes these decisions, but we don't pay enough attention to when the decisions are made. I would agree with and, that, And certainly, there's a yeah. ton of stuff I learned and a ton of, ton of stuff I think my kids are going to learn that I, I'm not sure it's important. Well, They're yeah, more like but- trivia contests. A lot of the stuff I learned, like Isthmus and Straits, is like stuff for a trivia contest. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. It's it's like a buffet, though, because I'm interested in, like, everything. I don't know. I'm just a curious guy. So, learning about that stuff... You think, oh, okay, well, I'm into that, I'm not into that. There's no harm in learning it. I mean, our nation's geologists came probably from uh, thinking, wow, different sorts of rocks, you don't say. How about let's talk about lava? And they're fascinated by it, and we get geologists. So, you know, you you sample each thing on the buffet, and some of it you pass. You only have so many hours in a day, though, so things get left out for anything you put in. So if you're talking about isthmus and straits, that's one uh, half hour less. You're talking about, I think things are probably really important. Like, like I know I never learned one word about World War II in all my schooling. 
is that even possible that I know what an isthmus or a strait is? Mm. But I didn't have the slightest idea about anything about World War II. I did, but only because of my own research. Well, you might be called upon to pilot a boat through a strait. You will not be called upon to fight in World War II. So this is a good educational decision. <laughs> it's about your future, son. <laughs> I hear you. You know what's... Uh, <laughs> The other end of this is uh, you have your opinions, and uh, Mr. and Mrs. Jones down the block have their opinions, and uh, Poly Progressive has some very interesting opinions, and y'all get together and scream at each other at the school board meeting. Oh, no, no, I don't you think want be... ugliness. Oh, man. I don't think it'd be simple. And and so, you know, so we have the system we have now, which well, it would seem... ushers in all sorts of dumb stuff, too. Maybe the reason I want to, to be at the table is it seems to me that one of those groups you just mentioned is doing all of it. Yes. And none of the rest of us are involved. I would agree. And that's, uh, that's not a good thing. Of all the monopolies, the most insidious is a monopoly on education. Did you make Mark that up? Mark my or, words. Or sure it, I did. Is that yeah, Twain? to the internet. Is that Twain or Jefferson or, or something? Misey or somebody. It's one of your uh, early 20th century thinkers. You know, think. what, you know what put me in a foul mood for the day? 19th century. I've well, so many centuries. <laughs> <laughs> Michelangelo says what? <laughs> so, so I get up this morning and I watched all my news shows yesterday. And I get up in the morning and usually I'm catching up on news shows. And I didn't want to take, I don't care about the news of the day. So I almost never look at what's happening the day. Because I know it's going to be stupid. <laughs> so, a lot of it, yeah. So, so yeah. I, so I was caught up from yesterday, and I thought, you know, I'm going to do a little of uh, the recorded book TV stuff I got ah, while, yes. while I'm doing my uh, various things I do in the morning, right. making my son's lunch and all that sort of stuff. Right, um, right. Uh, a little intellectual growth. So I, th- I throw, <laughs> I throw on a book TV, and it's Rick Atkinson, who's one of the uh, most respected historians in America. He wrote a World War II trilogy, and now he's gone to the Revolutionary War, and everybody's excited he's going to write this Revolutionary War trilogy. And the first book is supposed to be fantastic, according to all the oh, people man. I like. Uh, Too many books. But, so he's speaking on it at uh, Pros and Politics, the big bookstore in Washington, D.C., and his opening, and I don't know when he stopped because I had to leave for work, he was still going on about all the flaws with the founding fathers and the founding generation, all the things they did that were awful. Oh, boy. Before he got to any of the good stuff about the Revolutionary War, and I just thought... I just, we're, we're a weird society. I, I, I suppose it's happened to other societies when they're dying, where we've now just turned toward hating ourselves. Everything about us and our culture and our founding and our history is all wrong and awful. Mm-hmm. And we should all be ashamed of it. It's an odd sort of self-obsession, isn't it? It's crazy. It, it, it's, boy, I'd like to, to, to noodle that through do for think, a while. Do, do, do the French, do the Iranians, do the Russians, do, do what other societies spend their time with their greatest intellectual thinkers talking about how awful they are yeah. and should be ashamed of themselves? But do you understand what I'm uh, driving at? It's a weird sort of self-aggrandizement to think... We are racist, and only we are racist. Our racism is more racist than all other racism. Ah, the sins of our past. Our warfare was more warry than other wars. And we should be more deeply ashamed than every other society on Earth. It's it's self-hatred as self-aggrandizement. You follow me? Yes. You tracking with me? Yes. What's going on with us? I don't know. It's, it's something that happens, I guess. But let's just start putting Prozac in the water. How could that go wrong? Like they did with the fluoride. It'll put it, go fine. Put it in the water along with the plastic. Right. And then, uh, Or maybe just make plastic out of Prozac. And so as it leaches into the water, yes. together with the hormones and then the, 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 whatever else, the preservatives, we'll get a little uh, mood lift.
I could use it. Let's introduce everybody in the squad. We'll start over there with our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. I was just thinking, at what age will my kids think, I was going to ask Dad a question about the government, but maybe I won't. Soon is the answer. <laughs> yeah, very. Soon. I just, very. I, I it may have already got, happened. I've only got three hours till bedtime. Yeah. Oh, so. I remember. I remember so clearly. I think I think it was Delaney, probably little D, the youngest of my children. But one night at dinner, I started, and she said, "Here he goes." <laughs> anyway, how are you this morning, Michelangelo? I'm doing great, uh, but I'm kind of feeling nostalgic. Um, where I live, a record store is closing down. Oh boy! And they gave the reason, just much like Blockbuster, it was because of digital downloads and stuff like that. So they're having a closing sale. But I thought vinyl was making a comeback, and it apparently. Definitely is. Uh, apparently not enough. Well, yeah, it is, but, you know, it's a relative term. There is the economy, and then there is your economy. There's, you know, the vinyl could be doing very well. That particular brick and mortar might sure. not be in the in in the tide of it. Sure. Well, right, and, and where are you getting your vinyl? Probably online. It's um, uh, it's hot. So I, did kids buy record players and stuff now? And they they listen to the they have sock hops. Is that what's going on? <laughs> right. Roughly, I don't think yes. so. Roughly, <laughs> doing the twist and popping. Yeah, I'm not sure that's happening. Yeah. There's positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Uh, doing very well. I've been trying to learn more about this uh the Facebook Libra kind of cryptocurrency thing. Is it a cryptocurrency because it's actually backed by real currencies so it's not necessarily off the grid the same way the other ones are. Right. But I heard this description of it and it it was really interesting that when this launches, Facebook will will be the bank with the most accounts in the world. Just be, just because wow. of their user base, right, they will become right. the largest bank on the planet just and in I terms ass- of number of accounts. Sure, and I assume a a tremendous amount of information about those accounts that a lot of people would have interest in. Oh buying. no, they're saying it's uh, it's encrypted, and we uh, we at Facebook we don't know what's going on in your crypto wallet that we are also a part of. They they're saying all that stuff. Whatever Jack, I'm they, not sure if you heard whatever that. they do know about the you know the amount of money people save or spend or what they spend it on, and the, and you know this age person tends to spend this much money this time of year, all that stuff is valuable to people. Sure it is. And how this doesn't just turn into instant money laundering for ne'er-do-wells, I don't really understand that That's either. what I'm counting on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's Marshall Phillips, who does our news every day. How are you, Marshall? Well, you know, after a month-long hiatus, I bought scratchers again the other day. Yes, you're back into gambling. And I was letting them marinate till the end of the week. But as is your tradition. But you couldn't make it. But yesterday oh, I gave in to temptation. So were you pacing back and forth in front of the car in the the, the tickets so they're on the table? They're I, sitting on I the table. But I want to. The light is shining down on them. The quarters. I can see the quarters glistening <laughs> on top of the scratchers. Wow. So I gave it the quarters of the twinkle in your eye. This is the face of addiction. Uh, well, now controlled addiction. I scratched just two, just two. Just give me a little hit, man. <laughs> just give me a little hit. Let me just even out. All right? How'd you do? And positive, Sean. While you can mock my methodology. <laughs> One of the first two was a winner, so Ooh. I am bringing home the wow. midweek bacon. Wow. The best kind of bacon. Wow. Wow. Midweek yes. bacon is the best. Wow. It's delicious. Yes. You won and you're buying breakfast. That is very, very yes. nice of you. Thank you, Marshall. You got it. And congratulations. Congratulations. <laughs> he says. And I still have three more sitting there marinating. Yes, so it's, uh, the best is yet to come. Yeah. Uh, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this Wednesday, June 19th, the year 2019. We're Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. 
Alrighty then, shall we begin the show officially according to FCC rules and regs at Mark? But the days of stealing American jobs and American companies, American ideas and wealth, those days are over. Yes! Yes! Those days are over. Just a portion of Trump's speech from yesterday. Those days suck! I'm glad they're over! Uh, what are other headlines, Marshall Phillips? Well, more highlights from Trump's raucous rally last night. God, it was raucous. The crowd was fired the heck up. We've got more evidence it could link Iran to those oil tanker attacks. And Bodie McBoatface makes a significant discovery first time out. You'll recall Bodie McBoatface. Yes. Sure, a research vessel Brits, right? Yes. We'll, we'll revisit that for anybody who doesn't know. How's mailbag? Like? Oh, it's outstanding. Can't wait. Yeah, all on the way. My son made a government Lego man. I think that's how we got on the conversation. And he said, look, this government Lego man. And it was a guy with a briefcase and a suit and tie. And that's clever. Send me into a horrible fits. Did that Lego set cost $50 million? <laughs> yeah. Uh, lots on the way on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I was listening to this album the other day, Greta Van Fleet with my kids. The idea that they say they're not trying to sound like Led Zeppelin is hilarious. I really didn't I really didn't even know Led Zeppelin. This is just what we sound like is hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> yes it is. It's spin. See, he just spin, I guess. <laughs> all right. Bye. Oh, boy. Mailbag. Let me get right to this. First of all, uh, Mayor Pete mentioned the other day that, are you sure there's been at least one gay president? And I was thinking, yeah, there has been. And I thought it might have been Buchanan and was, a couple of people. Was yes? he the one that was never married? Yes. And Jeff uh, was among a couple of people who reminded me that President Andrew Jackson referred to James Buchanan and his close roommate, close friend and roommate, William Rufus King, as Miss Nancy and Aunt Fancy back in the day. Wow, that's yeah. Trump-esque. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, King uh, eventually became vice president, and Buchanan was an absolutely awful president, but had nothing to do with which way he swang. Moving along. Andrew Jackson then went outside and fist fought four people. Exactly. Just to stay in practice. Uh, you know, I, I stalled a little bit reading the uh, the American Lion biography of Jackson. I'm John gonna get, Meacham. I'm going to get back to it because it was very good. Sure. Very good. Pulitzer Prize winning uh, book. Again, too many books. <laughs> Government needs to step in. Uh, let's see. Nice note from BJ in San Francisco. Really enjoyed the interview with uh, George Will. Yesterday, uh, BJ says it was notable that he wishes you guys could expand all over America. Kudos, he's a fan. Uh, you're very kind. Uh, his lips to God's ear, whatever that expression means. Uh, moving along. Uh, question, writes Tim. Is there any truth to the rumor that I just started that the Armstrong and Getty Show will be hosting an on-air debate for the 2020 Libertarian Party nomination? Well, that'd be cool. Th- that's a gr- not only a great rumor to start, Tim, that's a really good idea. 
we could uh, offer the two sad sacks to come on and debate each other, I suppose. Two or more sad sacks, Jack. <laughs> but you not ha- limit it. You have to have an adult haircut this time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's our, only, that's our only standard for getting in. Not a certain number of polling or donations. You have to have a grown-up haircut. <laughs> you know, I've considered a lot of things in my life. I just want you to know that at the outset. When I say I've considered something, it means more than nothing, <laughs> but only a little bit. <laughs> I've actually considered going for the the nomination for the Libertarian Party. Um, yeah, well, you know, at the right timing and everything like that, you could get a lot of attention. You got any uh, positions on your your campaign staff open? <laughs> sure, <laughs> will you work for nothing? Uh, it's not inconceivable. You show up, you make some really great speeches, and and all of a sudden. You know, there's some sad sack governor, some state that isn't even really libertarian leaning, and they'll nominate him like old Bill Weld. And right, and then if you catch tried that, if you catch the right media uh, cycle, yeah, where they need a certain kind of story, yeah, then all of a sudden you're on all the cable news channels. Talk show host sounds jivey. It sounds like I'm just like promoting mm-hmm. the show or trying to get more famous, mm-hmm. which would not be my purpose at all. And I think you know listeners to the show understand mm-hmm. that. But so I I try to be small businessman, Joe Getty, as I am a small businessman. There you go, very small, very small. <laughs> That's not what I meant at all. Oh man, we've got some good stuff, including an email from a homeless gent who would like to take issue with some of our comments about the West Coast bum explosion. Fantastic! I oh like yeah. That. And Marshall's News next. Armstrong and Getty. So you got the email from a homeless guy, which sounds really interesting. We'll get to that coming up a little bit later. Uh, We'll be sprinkling a little uh, Trump from his opening rally throughout the show today, including... Uh, the chunk of the, the the show there in Florida where he focus grouped his slogans. Oh yeah, am I? Are we going to stay stuff. with "Make America Great Again" MAGA, or are we going to go with the new slogan? <laughs> and he does them both and decides which was the loudest cheers. Right. And it's just it's the sort of thing you don't see. Nope. But it's very entertaining. Oh no, we have to have the roll out all planned and all the materials made. And, and the crowd was going crazy for that stuff too. Yeah. 20,000 in the arena, 100,000 more wanted to get in. And listen. People waited in line for days. Right. All I'm saying is what I'm saying. You're going to see plenty of Joe Biden in front of 125 people. You know, some library or some, you know, small school auditorium or something like that. It indicates something. Even if Biden becomes the nominee. Joe Biden is a dummy. It's hard to imagine. Oh, 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 boy. That's uh, he's going negative. See, I still think Biden uh, ends up being the nominee. Could be wrong, but that's my guess right now. I don't see him ever having an enthusiastic packed arena, though, like a, like an Obama or a Trump. Right. It'd right. be more of a okay. This is the guy that can probably win, but not uh-huh. just the crazed enthusiasm that Trump and Obama had with their rallies. Even at the convention, if Biden is the nominee and gives his big speech, I see enthusiasm. But, man, you had to watch it last night to understand. It was insane. It was feverish excitement. Yeah. Let's get the news now with Marsha Phillips. As you were saying, President Trump officially kicking off his re-election campaign, telling a huge crowd in Orlando that he is running to keep America great. Trump took a number of shots at Democrats, accusing them of aiming to shred the Constitution and rip the country apart. 
And as we fight to make life better for all Americans, the Democrat Party has become more radical, more dangerous, and more unhinged than at any point in the modern history of our country. Trump saying his re-election... I would say when they were like hand-in-glove with the Klan was pretty unhinged, but anyway. Trump saying his re-election slogan again will be Keep America Great, following up on the original Make America Great Again, and he contended that he would indeed make good on his promises. So we're going to keep making America great again, and then we will indeed keep America great, and we will keep it so great. <laughs> Better than ever before. We're going to keep it better than ever before. And that is why tonight I stand before you to officially launch my campaign for a second term as President of the United States. Thank you. And the crowd goes wild. Yeah, you just... Trump and Obama are the only ones I remember having crowds like that in my adult lifetime. Well, Bernie was like that in... Oh, Bernie, Bernie, yeah, right. Yeah. You're absolutely right. Yeah. And Bernie. And Bernie. But uh, definitely not Hillary. Never Mitt. You know, lots of people like that. that. You know, you get the applause and we're on your side. But not not the just, I would run through a wall for you crowd. Right. And not within 100 miles of that for young, hip Joe Biden. No, probably not. <laughs> old Dummy. Time. Old time. <laughs> Just give me a minute to talk about the guy, Mr. President. <laughs> Joe Biden is a dummy. Old, tired Joe Biden. We'll see. We'll Joe see. Biden is a dummy. Oh boy, and, it's unnecessarily harsh. And I'm, I'm, you know, I'm fine with that. I am not someone who could ever get that excited for a politician. It's just I don't think it's possible. Um, just, but maybe I've spent too much time paying attention to this and have gotten too cynical about it. But I just. If Tim Sandifer ran for president, I think I could. <laughs> More evidence coming out today. We've got a U.S. Navy explosives expert saying the mine used on a Japanese-owned oil tanker last week bears a striking resemblance to similar Iranian mines. Are we still trying to nail down something that everybody agrees on? <laughs> Apparently so. We're trying to make it so inescapable that yeah. the Euros and the Japanese who are doing business with Iran and right. making money on it are forced to admit it, more or less. The uh, commander, <laughs> Sean Keto of the U.S. Navy's 5th Fleet, also Inventor said... Inventor of the Keto diet. Wow, that's an impressive resume. Yeah. Also says, Navy investigators have recovered fingerprints and a handprint from the side of the ship after the attack. Amid all the heightened uh, tensions between the U.S. and Iran, with the U.S. sending a thousand additional troops to the region, and Iran saying it'll be in violation within days of the 2015 nuclear deal, both countries are now saying, "Well, wait a minute, we really don't want to go to war." So there, and we would be going to war without a Secretary of Defense, as our acting Sec Def has resigned. Indeed, that would be Patrick Shanahan. He abruptly stepped down yesterday without his formal confirmation ever being sent to the Senate. For confirmation, Shanahan cited a painful family situation that he said would reopen old wounds during the confirmation we, process. We, we should talk about that, which makes me uncomfortable, but we just will. in yeah. a broader sense about families and, uh, and and all the kind of things that can happen, and it's, it's, a, it's a rough story. I thought his statement was great, too. It was really, really good. His uh, statement of resignation, we'll get to that. On another matter, the... Odd- and, and, and I'm sorry, and also, you know, yeah. part of the story is 
the vetting in the Trump administration. It's been said to be not quite as good as it ought to be. And this is evidence probably that that criticism is right. Uh, but, we'll, but do we'll I understand he passed the FBI? The FBI said they had nothing. Do I understand that correctly? Well, I, it's not a pass-fail. I mean, the FBI tells the administration, here's what we found. But didn't find this? That's way out of what I heard, but I don't know if that's right. That seems extraordinary. I mean, because I mean, if the I, FBI I says we looked know. into them and we, we got nothing, okay, good. I'm going forward. What am I supposed to do? Yeah, yeah. That's uh, That would be pretty weak. Now, the oddly named Bodie McBoatface, the British research vessel, is being credited with making a significant discovery on its first voyage. Wow. Data from the unmanned submarine found a link between polar winds and the rising sea temperatures. The findings indicate the increasingly strong Antarctic winds are mixing warmer water with colder water in the depths, and that is gradually warming up the ocean. Polar Winds is a pretty good band name. Oh, yeah. yeah. We'd tour with the uh, Arctic Monkeys, <laughs> needless to say. <laughs> the, uh, the small research sub got its name after a contest in which the British public voted overwhelmingly to name a larger ship, Bodie McBoatface. Which is what happens if you let people vote on names. <laughs> yes. Which keeps life worth living to me. Instead, officials gave the yellow submarine the name, and the big ship was dubbed the RRS Sir David Attenborough. Mm. Boo! David Attenborough! And there's another story making the rounds. Permafrost in the Canadian Arctic is melting 70 years earlier than experts' projections. Ah, whatever. Something going on or maybe just bad projections. Too many of them polar winds. Front page of USA Today. It's camel flatulence. Front page USA Today. This is their big story, right? Yeah. All right. Climate change may endanger your dog. (laughs) I think he's all right. Shows a woman and her dog. You'll call him. How climate change is going to endanger your dog. All right. There you go. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. How's it affecting the eagle community there, Squawky? Squawky the bald eagle. Yeah. Yeah. We keep him caged to symbolize freedom. (laughs) He's chained in there and squawks at the end of all the newscasts. Right. Right. So you got the email from the homeless guy? Yeah. I I kind of want to touch on that. Yeah. The West Coast bum explosion, major topic now across America, uh, as it is just astounding how. How would you describe it? Society's crumbling? How cities are changing, evolving into homeless camps? How what was acceptable and was not acceptable has changed wholesale and and, uh, the results that are coming from that? I don't know. How do you frame this? It's crazy. Tell you that. Yeah, and more of Trump throughout the show. I, I want to play the whole chunk where he uh, where he does do the focus group of his uh, slogans with the crowd, just because it's so it's so Trump. Yeah, MAGA! it's so Trump. Where's that? That's got to be louder. Is that just MAGA? MAGA? There you go, Mr. Hey. President. Thank you. Fantastic. And I'll, I'll you know I'll give away the secret that the uh, they're go- they're going to go with the new slogan, I guess. Based on the focus grouping last night, keep America great. Yes, which I tag. Oh, which I think there's a danger in if the economy turns. I just think that'll be mocked endlessly. Hmm. Even even if the economy turns and it's no fault of Trump or his policies, just because there's it's cyclical and it goes up and it goes down. Right. I just uh, I, I'm not sure you can run on keep America great again if the, the economy turns south. Maybe, although, you know, Trump's game is, you know, they were whining about this on Morning Jose uh, this morning, just just crying like little babies about it. 
That's, Trump is not trying really hard to get 60% approval rating. He just wants to keep the 42% or whatever number you want to keep on it, 44% rock solid. Right. And so if indeed that's the overarching theme, he will say, look, there are cycles. It goes up a little bit, goes down a little bit, but our overall trajectory is upward. We're going to keep America great and people are going to cheer and he'll be fine. I think he can dismiss it much more effectively and and briefly than the politicians of uh, of old. I can't believe I even brought it up as we are 503 days until the God general dang election. It, you did it to me again. 503 <laughs> days. Mega. Good gosh. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Is this Red Event Fleet? I just want to, I just want to throw this in without getting into the whole story. But I've heard it portrayed several places. Um, the so the the acting Secretary of Defense. He was the Secretary of Defense. I don't know why you have to throw in acting. He's the Secretary of Defense. If you went to war today, you know who would be running the show in this in the Department of Defense. That guy. He's so whatever. But anyway. So the guy who's the Secretary of Defense currently, um, uh, he's resigning, and uh, various headlines I keep hearing from domestic abuse allegations. Okay, Mm -hmm. well, you take from that, okay, he was beating his wife. That's what you hear. Sure. Well, it's a way more complicated story than that. The the son, 17-year-old, beat mom down with a bat and left her unconscious in a pool of blood, among other things, Right. years ago. So there's more to the story, and we'll talk about it later, and just, you know, how... uh, how messy family situations can get in the doing your best and all this sort of stuff. And does that disqualify you from being able to be in public service and blah, blah, blah. Right. So more right. on that later. Yeah. Yeah. So we've been talking a great deal about the West Coast bum explosion, the um, the junkie problem, how progressive politicians portray it as people who just can't afford the high housing costs because... You know, you need more affordable housing, that sort of thing. Various progressive programs that will cost zillions of dollars. When everybody on the front line says, well, it's an 80 per, or 80% a, a, an opioid problem, fentanyl, heroin, pills, whatever. It's just a junkie problem. And the progressive cities of the West have made it so easy and comfortable to be a bum compared to days past that more people are attracted to the tent lifestyle. Especially because you get to keep being a junkie. You know, I was up in Vancouver, Canada, the city, not the island. Um, I was actually in both, but in this Too particular many Vancouver's. story, the Vancouver city, probably almost twenty years ago now. But they had a they had a section of town because they were trying this incredibly uh, loving, kind, progressive policy of uh, this is the the zone of the city where you can do heroin and we'll hand out the needles and all the sort of all that sort mm-hmm. of lifestyle, right? And uh, and it was just and so I went to check it out because I wanted to see it and it was just it was unlike anything I'd ever seen in my limited travels just just the 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 the, the derelicts laying in the street in the trash and the just the people laying around yeah you know dirty laying around yeah. well now city I, blocks of an opium den I had never seen anything like that before now you see that. Mm-hmm. In San Francisco, in Seattle, in, in places like that. Sure, Portland, San In the United States. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so anyway, a couple of notes. First of all, uh, Diana um, 
mentioned that uh, she was in New York recently, and I think she's from New York, but she says it's it's noticeably worse in New York than it used to be. God, I might, in the I, Giuliani years, because all of those programs and ideas have backslid completely, and De Blasio's uh, communist. I mean, and, and it's still, if you're from the West Coast, you go to New York City and say, this is fantastic. Yeah. So that's, that's where you are. But it's heading in the same direction. Uh, but yeah, and then she says, uh, my husband is from Sacramento and informs me that the homeless problem, problem is indeed way worse and more visible in California. Oh, it's not it even, not oh, even Diana's close. from Long Island. It's not even close. Thanks for the note, Diana. Uh, anyway, and then we got this from, uh, let's see, uh, Tim, um, who wrote yesterday. Where's the beginning? The email chains go backward. Ah, here it is. Uh, As a member of the West Coast bum explosion, I fear I may have to turn in my Armstrong and Getty card. Unless, of course, you are making a distinction between those who, due to unforeseen circumstances and the vagaries of life, have found themselves temporarily unmoored and adrift. And those who choose to become human sponges that soak up every resource that's offered, yet still cry that it's not enough. Uh, God forbid that, and he names the whole crew, ever find themselves either through illness, job loss, or some other calamity on the outside looking in, as I have. Fortunately, Mama didn't raise no whiners, so every day I put on a brave face and go out into the world recognizing through direct observation that there are thousands of people much worse off than me. These same people possibly misunderstanding your particular grievance, hear themselves being characterized as part of the West Coast bomb explosion. I know that isn't what you intend. Like me, you're disgusted by bad behavior, period. Um, P.S. Permission to keep listening. Joe Biden is a dummy. Uh, that's from Tim. Dummy. And and, uh, and I actually I said to him, yeah, for, for the first several weeks when we were talking about this, we'd issue a longish disclaimer about... And there's a disclaimer to the disclaimer, so stay tuned. But about, listen, people who've had calamity, financial calamity fall upon themselves and can't make the rent and have to temporarily, you know, live in a camp or live in a car or whatever, and they're enduring bravely. Those are not the junkies and bums and, and beggars and, and, and scumbags that we're talking about. Not at all. Not in the least. But, Tim, people like you are, are a rather small percentage of the West Coast bum explosion. So absolutely no disrespect meant. On the other hand, as we pointed out, they're one of the great diseases in this society, and there's some talk show hosts that spend all their time talking about this. You're uh, financial-oriented, guys. We're a society that's gone from save till you can buy, and then buy with cash, to constant debt, high levels of debt, like as much debt as they say you could possibly handle, and living a lifestyle to that point. I mean, you're really on the edge financially all the time. A lot of Americans are. And then when something does go bad, you got nothing. You've got no, you know, margin for error. You got no fudge room. You got no savings. You got nothing. Right. And so, listen, I totally understand. There are people who've just caught several bad breaks that if I caught them, I'd be screwed to. 100% understand that. But. Yeah, yeah, you end up with a, a medical thing that, that costs $500,000. Oh, Nobody's yeah, prepared for that. But, Nobody has that. But I'm not going to do five-minute disclaimers every time we talk about this uh, because uh, the, the, all the studies are out. We talk about them all the time. Whatever it is, half the country couldn't withstand a $500 hit. Right. That's your fault. You've got I, you, whoever's doing it, has got to be better prepared than that. And if you end up homeless because you got a flat tire, that is not... 
the 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 economics of the modern America have forced you to be homeless. You lived on the edge, like Joe was just saying. Don't have a freaking TV. Don't have cable. Don't have Netflix. Don't have all this different stuff until you have enough money that you can afford to have your car break down or a minor medical offense without ending up homeless. Right. And then you compile that with a society that. The families, you know, aren't structured the same way. So you got nobody you can turn to. Mm-hmm. I know a couple of examples in my life currently where a brother, sister, aunt, uncle, or whatever is staying with somebody because they're the the black sheeps of the family. In the cases I'm talking about, they did this to themselves. Yeah. They are just the black sheep. But they've got family to turn to. If you if you either abandon your family or they abandon you or people don't stay together and you got nowhere to go, that's a societal problem, too. Mm-hmm. That that took care of a lot of this years ago. Yeah. Well, and, of course, the final uh, final comment on this. Actually, oh, that's right. There's more from Tim. But we um, can't all live our lives one one minor setback away from being homeless. That it just it's not a good way to structure our society. Yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah, that's enough on that. Tim uh, goes on and talks a little bit. Uh, uh, Tim, stay in touch. Um, he makes the point uh, that maybe the bum next to, uh, standing next to me is really Jesus with an ugly face. Who knows? Which uh, harkens back to the New Testament. Worth considering. I'm not calling, the Bible! But certainly we wouldn't call for cruelty to anyone. And, 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 this is one of my big gripes. The stuff Jack was describing, those societal problems, blah, blah, blah. And the federal government needs to fix it. No, no, they don't. No, that's not their job. Not at all. And How getting would back you to even the, if you wanted to? Right, right. And getting back to the Jesus thing, I have spiritual beliefs that are very much in line with that. I don't task the government with its guns and its bureaucracy to execute that for me. That's not their job either. A lot of good stuff on the way. Armstrong and Getty. <laughs> 